Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the White House turkey pardoning ceremony, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this Thanksgiving Eve? Uh, I'm good. I've taken a break from baking to come talk about fantasy football, so, you know, all is well. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. taking a break from being pardoned at the White House turkey ceremony to come talk <laughs> about fantasy football, so... Sounds I like think I think uh, we can both agree that we're very thankful that the bye weeks are over. <laughs> oh, I'm just very thankful that the show didn't start an hour ago, but that's beside the point. So, but yeah, definitely thankful that the bye week is over, and I'm thankful that the Steelers didn't call me to be their quarterback this week. Although, oh, I yeah. do have some unlistened to voicemails. Maybe I should check those. <laughs> you, you probably should. I, I don't know if Charlie Batch should feel too comfortable there, but. Uh, mm. So, so um, why don't do you start a... us off by telling us, uh, telling everyone how they can get in touch with us, and then, as you said, we'll dive into this uh, finally yeah, full we have plate a, of a full uh, slate of games, which is exciting. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard, or you have questions about your lineup, any of that good stuff, feel free to get a hold of us all over social media uh, or by phone. You can call us at. Three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. That's three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. Uh, we're on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show. That's the number four T H N inches show. Uh, the email address handle is the same name. The number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. The chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at thefantasyfootballsherpa.com, which has a great blog, and on our personal Twitter accounts as well. And don't forget, three games tomorrow. So we have lots of lineups to set. And like we said, no bye week this week for anybody. Thank goodness. Um, I'm pretty sure my teams could not have survived it after all the injuries of the last few weeks. But we do have a full hour of analysis of all of the matchups. We're going to talk to you about the waiver wire, tell you who to start and sit. And we'll be here till 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, as always. And let's just dive right in. Actually, you want to take a look at some <clears throat> waiver claims, or should we do that at the end? Uh, let's get crazy and do waivers, just because there were so many injuries. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks are down, down a few tight ends, definitely a lot of wide receivers and running backs. It's It's slim pickings out there. I'm not sure. I mean, yes, there are definitely a lot of people down, but I think there are some decent or at least half-decent options there. Why don't we take a look starting at quarterback where um, Byron Leftwich, Matt Castle, I don't that's not really an injury, that's just a benching, and then, of course, Blaine Gabbard is on IR now. But uh, Yeah, Blaine Gabbard's so, on IR. Jay Cutler has been cleared for some contact. Alex Smith hopes to get cleared. Michael Vick has not even taken an impact concussion test, so it's real unlikely you're going to see him on Monday. Uh, so, so which uh, quarterbacks do, are you uh, looking at this I'm gonna week? I'm going to give you one guess at who's at the top of my list this week. And it is one Chad Henney. Now, anybody who's listened to this show at any point over the last three years knows that I'm a big Chad Henney apologist. So last week it was very exciting for me to see him put up 350 yards. Um, he's going to get to start the rest of the way this year. <clears throat> and I I think as far as quarterbacks on the waiver wire goes, it's a, it's a pretty interesting pick, especially for this week against a terrible Tennessee defense. Um, Nick Foles didn't look awesome last week, but I think he's going to redeem himself. He got that one stinker out of his way, and it's going to be okay. I'm still in on him this week. And Jake Locker, uh, a, a little further down my list, but he is playing the Jaguars' defense, which is not stellar, <laughs> and he's got a chance to rebound there a little bit. Uh, but Henny and Foles are probably my two favorites off the waiver wire. Okay. Um, for me, I think... Well, it's not definite he's going to start again this week, but if Colin Kaepernick does start, I love the matchup that he has against New Orleans defense. Yeah. And for that matter, if Alex Smith starts, I love the defense, the matchup he has. But um, So Colin Kaepernick is one, like uh, Nick Foles, like you said. Uh, Brandon Whedon still 
out there in, in some leagues, although at this point, especially with all the injuries, he shouldn't be. So those are the guys that I'm looking at. But, yeah, whatever you do, Ryan Lindley, Charlie Batch, those guys don't need to be on your roster. I'd take even Brady Quinn before those guys. So, all right, how about, um, let's see, running backs, Felix Jones banged up. Willis McGahee is out for the rest of the regular season. LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy's got his concussion. So yep. guys I'm looking at, uh, John Starks, not John Starks, I'm thinking basketball, James Starks. James Starks. <laughs> had a, a good, um, you know, it looks like he's ahead of Alex Green there now um, pretty mm-hmm. solidly. So he's somebody, uh, Cedric Perriman in Cincinnati, starting to get some good um, you know, backup reps behind uh, the Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Um, mm-hmm. Bryce Brown looks like he might get a fairly uh, significant amount re- of playing time. High reward, yeah. And uh, also um, Jalen Parmalee down in Jacksonville looks like he's mm-hmm. uh, supplanted Rashad Men. Uh, Rashad Jennings is um, as yeah, Maurice Jones-Drew's yeah uh, replacement. And then if you really are a little bit more desperate, I guess Marcel Reese is still out there. Although I think Oakland is going to be throwing more than running and uh-huh. Ronnie Hillman in Denver now that McGahee's out. But who do you like? And, and Mark Ingram even is. Probably gone by now for most waiver wires, but he's yeah. definitely starting to get the bulk of the carries in New Orleans. But who who do you yeah. like running yeah. back wise? Um, I agree with all those picks. I like Paramel a lot in Jacksonville. I think he's going to have a really nice day. Uh, Beanie Wells is active again off IR for the Cardinals. They said he's getting touches. It's an interesting stash. I like Ronnie Hillman and Bryce Brown. If you're you're really in a deeper league. It is a risky play. He had all of, like, one carry in college. He's looked good, but at the same time, I'm a little skeptical, so we'll see what happens there. Let's do wide receivers real quick and uh, tight ends and keep rolling here so we can get through Yeah, these. let's see. I mean, Brandon Marshall's shoulder is messed up. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has already been announced as being out for this week. Titus Young is suspended. They, well, they don't call it a suspension, but they say for behavioral issues, he's not going to be in there. Dwayne Bowe's neck is bothering him. Donnie Avery's head is bothering him. You know, All right, Jeremy who do you like? Hamstring. Who do you like? <laughs> Danny Amendola and uh, Laurent Robinson, just in case you haven't heard, he was placed IR. on IR with his concussion, so don't have him in your lineup this week. Um, why don't you go, why don't you take this one first? Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to make it a Jacksonville trifecta and tell you to go get Cecil Shorts if he's still out on the waiver wire. Denario Alexander is still available in a lot of places, which is crazy. Uh, with San Diego, he's pretty much the number one guy right now. Ryan Broyles in Detroit I think could be a really interesting play this week. Like you alluded to, Titus Young had a little bit of an issue last week, won't be playing this week. Um, And with Calvin Johnson struggling to find the end zone, and it just – it seems like it's teed up to be potentially a lot of targets going Broyles' way this week, and I like that. Uh, What about you? Well, I'm I'm not going to go the the Plaxico Burris route there in no. Pittsburgh. I'm not that desperate yet. But um, some guys that I'm looking at, Mohamed Sanu had another touchdown reception last week. Riley Cooper figures to get a lot of targets with uh, Nick Foles being mm-hmm. the quarterback now, and especially with um, Avant and Macklin both in some state of uh, injuredness. Morgan Spurlock in Jacksonville figures to be pretty solid choice for them as their third wide receiver now with Laurent Robinson out for the season. T.Y. Hilton's still out there in some leagues, and like you said, uh, Denario Alexander's still out there in some leagues. So, And even Julian Edelman is, is getting a lot of uh, targets in New England now, and with Gronkowski out and possibly Aaron Hernandez not playing, he and uh, Brandon Lloyd also kind of messed up. You know, Edelman figures to get a good number of looks tomorrow night, too, against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So... Why don't we move along to tight ends? We alluded to Rob Gronkowski being out with with his arm. And uh, Dennis Pitta for Baltimore had a concussion last week. So Ben Watson had a couple touchdown receptions for Cleveland last week. So he seems to be back from the dead. Tony Moiaki is questionable, but if he does play, he looks like he's starting to regain his form from two years ago. 
Dallas Clark has all of a sudden become fantasy relevant again, and even Garrett Graham in Houston starting to get some more targets. He had even more targets than Owen Daniels did last week, go figure. So how about you? <laughs> um, I'm going to do my weekly plug for Brandon Myers out in Oakland, uh, especially since he was concussed. It looks like he's going to be fine this week. I also had Dallas Clark and Mercedes Lewis. Chad Henney seems to make him semi-relevant. Um, and, again, they're going to be throwing – uh, quite a bit. They're going to be doing a lot of things offensively against Tennessee, but I, he's out there. It's not a terrible pickup, but it is a little thin at tight end this week. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Kicker-wise, I think the only thing really worth mentioning is that Carolina cut Justin Medlock this week and picked up Graham Deneau. And other than that, there's there's really not much there. You know, we're back at full strength, so. If you can't find yeah. a kicker this week, it's your own damn fault. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Defenses, if you had to pick one for this week that you, know, you would pick just for the week, I think St. Louis, I like the fact that like Arizona Louis. is a mess at quarterback right now. And, uh, and they didn't look very good against the Jets, who are arguably in Arizona's league as an offense or lack thereof, but I'll, I'll give them a pass on that one, so to speak, and uh, you know, I would I would roll with them this week against Arizona if I needed a defense for some reason. I agree with that. I, I can agree with that. Uh, let's let's dive into the games. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, first of all, which of the three Thanksgiving games tomorrow? Houston at Detroit, the early game, Washington at Dallas, the middle game, and then the Jets hosting New England in the evening game, which I, I, I know that you're most excited about seeing Dallas beat Washington or so you think, mm-hmm. but uh, which of the three games are you most, uh, which do you think will be the best game of the three? I think Washington-Dallas will, will be the most competitive for sure. Um, and I think probably Houston-Detroit will be in the middle and New England and the Jets is just going to be a joke. Okay, I'm going to disagree a little bit and think that I'll reverse the order of the Houston-Detroit game and the Washington-Dallas game. I, but, uh, really? Yeah, well, hmm. we'll see. So for Houston-Detroit, I think Detroit's going to be able to, I think they'll be able to run a little bit and pass uh, a little bit, just pass actually quite a bit like Jacksonville did last week. It seems like a little bit of the luster has come off of Houston defense after last week. We'll see if they can regain their mojo tomorrow. But I think Houston wins this, but only because Detroit's defense isn't very good. I'll take Houston to win this by a field goal, 31-28. I I guess I can. I don't have much to argue with on that. <laughs> oh, come on. Just, Go ahead. It's more fun I, that way. I don't know. There's something about Detroit on Thanksgiving. There's Something weird will happen. Hopefully it's not Indomitian Sioux stomping on somebody this year, but you just you never know. I, there's always something that makes this game a little more competitive than it needs to be. Um, I, I don't know. I think Detroit will be able to do a little something on this defense. I don't think they're going to win this game. I think they lose by a touchdown, but... I don't think Matt Schaub's thrown for 500 yards either. Yeah, um, probably not. Aaron Foster might run for 500 that yards. That being said, uh, Matt Schaub for me this week is kind of a borderline one, maybe two quarterback. I I have him more in like the 10, 11, 12 range in my proverbial rankings this week. The matchup against the Detroit defense is not the best for his pass game. There's no way you're getting the numbers you got from him last week. Uh, and I think you're right. It's going to be the Arian Foster show, who I think is going to have a huge day. I uh, definitely am starting Foster. I'm starting Andre Johnson, but none of the other wide receivers just because I don't think there's going to be enough targets. With no bye weeks, there's no reason to take a flyer on a Kevin Walters this week. There's just not. Uh, I am starting the tight end, the defense, but not the kicker. Okay. Sounds good. And Pretty for good. me, I'll go with, uh, quarterback Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Calvin Johnson, probable with his knee, his, his uh, everlasting knee injury, yeah. but he's, he's relatively <laughs> healthy this week. He's listed as probable and said questionable, so that's a good sign. Hey, that's good. We're moving up in the world. 
Yeah, tight end Brandon Pettigrew is a good start this week. Mikel Lashore, he's a flex option for me against the tight against the Texans defense. Wide receivers Ryan Boyles, who you mentioned before, and Mike Thomas, I think, are decent flex options. Kicker Jason Hansen, he's probable. His left foot is injured. Fortunately, it's his right foot that he kicks with, so hopefully that won't impede him from playing. Running bell, uh, running bell, running back, Joyce Bell. <laughs> I would leave him alone. Wide receiver Titus Young, as we mentioned before, he's out for bad behavior. And the defense, I think you also leave them on the bench this week. So, moving right along into the middle game, I think Washington pulls the upset here. I think they match up well with Dallas. Their strengths and Dallas's weaknesses. You know, their running game is the strength of their offense, and that's not the strength of Dallas's defense. So I'm going to pick Washington to win this by a touchdown. I'll say Washington 31, Dallas 24. I'm going to take that score and reverse it. Uh, I Granted, we haven't played Washington in like 10 years on Thanksgiving, but the Cowboys are 6-0 and against Washington on Thanksgiving all time, and I'm going to hold on to that. Um, I'm also going to hope that Alfred Morris and RG3 don't run wild on our terribly depleted defense. But um, I think this is going to be a an interesting game, a semi-high-scoring game, and one that's probably going to give me heartburn. But, you know, it's football. Well, the Cleveland so, Browns gave you heartburn last week. I'm so. I'm still trying to recover from that. <laughs> So that means Dallas, they're really good at playing to the level of the people they are playing, which means this Washington will be relevant. There is fantasy value. Definitely start Robert Griffin III, start Alfred Morris. Um, I'm saying start Santana Moss, but no to the rest of the wide receivers. I'm not starting the tight end. I'm starting the defense. I'm not starting the kicker because I think RG3 is putting a lot of his yards up on the ground. I think Alfred Morris is going to have a nice day. And Santana Moss seems to be kind of the hot hand for him lately. I just The Dallas pass defense is the best component of the defense, so I would say count more on the, the ground game than anything else for the Redskins. All right. For Dallas, I will start quarterback Tony Romo, wide receivers Des Bryant and Miles Austin, tight end Jason Witten. Kicker Dan Bailey is okay. Stay away from the Dallas running backs. I don't think they're going to do much on the ground against Washington. So, DeMarco Murray, doubtful again this week with his foot injury. Felix Jones, questionable with a knee injury. Wide receiver Kevin Oletree is going to miss the game due to a concussion. And I say also leave Dallas' defense on the bench this week. It's going to be an interesting game. (laughs) I think, well... We'll see, but uh, we'll I, see. I think... We'll see, Mr. Jaguars are getting shut out last week. Maybe I can win another prediction here. <laughs> well, you what, you won that prediction because you, you said that they would actually score last week? Yes, yes, that makes me oh, okay. the winner. You gave them three points instead of zero last week? Okay, <laughs> I see how you play this. All right, yeah. so That's now on to, the, on to the evening game, and I think the Jets, I think I said that they would lose a close one to the Rams last week. Of course, they ended up winning pretty easily. But I'm going to go out on a limb again this week and say that the Jets are going to lose, and by this time by a fairly big amount, to Tom Brady and company. I'll say that New England wins this by almost three touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of New England, 37, Jets 17. Yeah, I just I don't even think this is going to be a fair competitive fight. I think at this point New England just needs to try not to get key players injured when they're, you know, kicking extra point 59. That I think would be a good game plan. Um but again, there there's going to be a lot of scoring. The only thing is going to be trying to figure out who's going to get more of it. If you have a New England Patriot that's not named Rob Gronkowski, Probably okay to start him this week. Um, Tom Brady, definitely start him. <laughs> Steven Ridley, yes. Uh, I even like Shane Vereen kind of more as a flex role, but still like him. Say no to Danny Woodhead. I just I don't know if there's going to be enough there. Don't start Brandon Bolden because he's suspended this week, so it would probably be a good idea to not put him in your lineup. Um, definitely start Brandon Lloyd. I like Julian Edelman more as a flex player, but... 
uh, like you said before, he's not a bad option. Um, I'm starting Aaron Hernandez, who will be a little limited, but I like his chances a lot better than Vasantchenko, who uh, is – I don't really know what he's going to look like when they go out there. But I am starting the defense, I am starting the kicker, and I don't feel really good about the Jets this week. No, hopefully they feel better about themselves than we feel about them. <laughs> but for the Jets, wide receiver Chas Schillens, had a good game last week, and just because all their other wide receivers are either hurt or ineffective, I'll say go ahead and start him. Tight end Dustin Keller, start him. Quarterback Mark Sanchez is a second quarterback option for me this week. He's probable with a back injury. Running back Sean Green is a flex option. Wide receivers uh, Jeremy Curley and Clyde Gates are both flex options for me. Curley's questionable with a hamstring injury. Gates probable with a shoulder injury. Quarterback Tim Tebow, his ribs are busted up. You don't want to start him anyway. Running back Bilal Powell is probable with a shoulder injury. He still belongs on your bench, mm-hmm. even with two healthy shoulders. And kicker Nick Polk and the defense are not to be trusted nor to be started this week. <laughs> They probably shouldn't be trusted a lot of weeks, but we'll we'll go with this week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now on to the next game, the first of the Sunday games. This game, I think, is actually going to be the most interesting slash most competitive game of the week, and that's Buffalo and Indianapolis. I think this is going to be a real high-scoring game. I think you flip a coin, either team could win this, but I'll say that Indianapolis wins this 34-33. to Interesting. Um, I think I think that it. I agree. It could go either way. I think there's a lot of points that are going to be scored here. Um, but I just I feel like Buffalo's got to win sometime. Just the, the war of attrition. <laughs> um, but honestly, I I really wouldn't be surprised if the last person who had the ball won this game. Not at all. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like again borderline quarterback one or as a second quarterback. I think. He he fared pretty well against some good defenses, and this is not a good defense. My only reservation is he doesn't have a lot of wide receivers left. Um, but we'll get to that. Fred Jackson's back this week from his concussion. C.J. Spiller is still getting the line share of the carries, so I'm starting Spiller. I like Jackson more as a flex option. Start wide receiver Stevie Johnson, maybe Donald Jones as a flex. Again, it's so inconsistent with the targets he gets. It's a little frustrating, but the week you bench him is the week he's going to have a good game. It's just how it works. Tight end Scott Chandler, I'm definitely starting. I'm not starting the defense. Like you said, it's going to be a shootout. But I am starting the kicker, Ryan Lindell, who will be kicking either extra points or field goals all day. All right. For Indianapolis, I like quarterback Andrew Luck a lot this week, probable with a knee injury. Running back Vic Ballard seems to have found his way finally. Wide receivers Reggie Wayne, who had an insane 18 targets last week, and T.Y. Hilton, like both of them a lot this week as starters. Mm-hmm. Tight end Dwayne Allen, he's more due to injury than anything else, but he seems to have moved ahead of Kobe Fleener in the pecking order there, so I would say start him. And kicker Adam Vinatieri is a good start this week. Wide receiver Donnie Avery, probable after his concussion, but he's a flex option for me. Running backs Donald Brown and DeLon Carter both belong on the bench. Brown's probable with a knee injury. As we mentioned, Kobe Fleener questionable with a shoulder injury this week, and he belongs on your bench, as does the Colts' defense. Okay. Can work so now that. we go to Pittsburgh at Cleveland, and I think the only thing that's going to save Pittsburgh here uh, with the quarterback of Charlie Batch is that Cleveland's offense is pretty anemic and – Pittsburgh's defense is still one of the best in the business. So I think Pittsburgh is going to win what's going to be a pretty low-scoring, not very interesting game, and I'll pick Pittsburgh to win this 24-13. You know, I'm going to get crazy and say Cleveland wins this game and they win by four or more points. Um, I just – I don't know. I Call it a gut feeling. They look semi-functional against Cowboys, who have a sort of okay defense. Not that we looked like it last week. 
But they they have been getting better as the season went on, and this is probably the best week they could possibly play, be playing Pittsburgh. Their running backs are still trying to get healthy. They're on their third string quarterback, who's 37 and hasn't played a game in forever. Uh, I I think I agree with you. I don't think this will be very exciting. I think it'll be low scoring. I'm not excited about a lot of fantasy potential here. <coughs> Excuse me, but I think Cleveland pulls the upset. Uh, Fantasy-wise, the only reason you should be starting Charlie Batch is if you just woke up out of a coma, your team was completely auto-drafted, and all of your quarterbacks are on IR. Or if you have a team quarterback and you can't change it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not a good play. I just, there are so many better options. I would call it a desperation play. But it looks like we're going to get Split carries between Richard Mendenhall and Jonathan Dwyer. I think you can safely start both of them, but I like them more as flex players than as, say, your number one running back. Cleveland will give up some yards, but it's hard to say who gets the lion's share of the carries. Um, wide receiver Mike Wallace, I think you can start him. I, I think that's not a terrible play, but again, he's kind of the best thing happening on their offense wide receiver-wise. He's going to be double-teamed a lot of the day, so... If that offensive line can get batch time to throw to him, you're going to be okay. If not, it could get a little dicey. Don't start Antonio Brown. He's not playing today or this week. Emmanuel Sanders, I would say no. I just don't think there's going to be enough there. Again, not a high-scoring game. Definitely start tight end Heath Miller. I think he gets the most targets. I would say yes to the defense because, again, low scoring, but no to the kicker. No Plaxico for you? No Plaxico for me. I'm going to... I'm going to wait and see on that one. Oh. All right. <laughs> Cleveland, the only guy worth starting this week in the Sherple, the Sherple, Sherpa's <laughs> estimation. I think you're already on holiday now. break. <laughs> yes. No, I haven't been tipping anything today. Trust me. Um, <laughs> tight end Ben Watson is the only guy on Cleveland that I would want to start this week. Quarterback Brandon Whedon. Is the second quarterback for me, running back Trent Richardson, probable with a rib injury. Seems to be getting better, but against the Steelers' defense, he's a flex option for me. Wide receivers, Josh Gordon and Greg Little are flex option. Defense is okay. Wide receiver, Josh Cooper, questionable with a knee injury. Mohamed Nasikwa and Josh Cribbs is probable with a back injury. All three of those guys belong on your bench this week. Kicker fills us and also belongs on your bench this week. Okay. So, right. on to another game, which I think will be fairly entertaining, although not as entertaining as the Buffalo and Indianapolis game, and that's Oakland at Cincinnati. Should be a lot of passing yardage racked up by both teams and not a lot of uh, rushing yardage racked up by either team. I'll say Cincinnati wins this by... 30 to 24. I I guess I can go with that, although I think that Oakland gets, and Carson Palmer come in and get their, their Cincinnati revenge. I think it'll be a close game, though. Um, I agree with your score just the other way. Um, Fantasy-wise, like you alluded to earlier, they, this is a very injured Oakland team, but I feel like the last two years we've been saying that. Um I do think that their their pass game is going to have much better results than on the ground this week. I'm starting Carson Palmer. Uh, Marcel Reese is definitely the only one of the running backs you want to be messing around with right now, but it's, his point total is not going to be what it was last week. I like him more as a flex or a second or third running back um, because, again, I don't think he's racking up a ton of yards. Uh, I'm definitely starting Denarius Moore and Darius Hayward Bay. Say no to the other wide receivers, starting my my boy, tight end Brandon Myers. No to the kicker, no to the defense. But this is a game I think will be interesting to watch. Yes, and quarterback Andy Dalton is part of the reason why it's going to be so interesting to watch, and he should definitely be started (laughs) this week. Wide receiver A.J. Green is definitely taking his place among the top wide receivers in the league. Tight end Jermaine Gresham should be started. Kicker Mike Nugent should be started. Running backs Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis and Cedric Perriman's been getting some good uh, carries the last few weeks. Those guys are both flex options for me. 
Wide receivers Andrew Hawkins and Mohamed Sanu are both flex options. Hawkins questionable with a knee injury. Defense is okay to start, and wide receiver Armand Bin should not be started this week. Okay. All right. So for the next game, we've got Minnesota at Chicago, and this I think is going to be a relatively low-scoring game, and we're still not sure who's going to be a quarterback for Chicago mm-hmm. this week, whether Cutler or Campbell. They're both listed as questionable at this point. But I think whoever starts that Chicago will have a little bit too much defense for Minnesota, and I think Chicago pulls this one out of the fire by a score of 24-20. Ooh, all right. I'm going to get wild and predict another upset and take Minnesota here. Um, again, low scoring, but even though their defense has been very good of late, I think Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvin still make a difference in this game. Um, and they're pretty much the only guys I'm interested in starting on Minnesota. Christian Ponder, really only a second quarterback. How nice were the days when he wasn't throwing interceptions and could just make you not have mistakes on your fantasy team? Those are not happening this week. No. Um, I think they're going to figure that out pretty early, and Adrian Peterson's going to get a ton of carries. Uh, he may be running into a brick wall, but you do it over and over, eventually you're going to get somewhere. I still like Percy Harvin to catch enough to be worth putting in your lineup this week. I don't think he's he's going to be putting up the kind of crazy numbers you might like him to because it is the Bears' defense. But just stay away from the other wide receivers. Don't start Kyle Rudolph. Don't start the defense. Don't start the kicker. Just it's not a not a huge point getter this week, Minnesota. For Chicago, whoever starts uh, Jay Cutler or Jason Campbell, I like them as a fantasy option this week. Cutler's currently listed as questionable with a concussion, and Campbell questionable with a rib injury. Which one, whichever of those guys starts, I think is is a decent play this week. Running back Matt Forte is a good start. The defense is good to start. Wide receiver Brandon Marshall ordinarily would be a good start, but he's questionable with a shoulder injury at this point, so he's a flex option for me unless he gets upgraded later in the week. Wide receivers Earl Bennett and Devin Hester, also flex options. Tight end Kellen Davis, questionable with an ankle injury. Decent flex option. Kicker Robbie Gould is okay. Running back Michael Bush has really fallen off the end of the earth the last few weeks. I would not start him even as a flex option. Wide receiver Ashawn Jeffery, as we alluded to earlier, has already been ruled out with his knee injury. So yeah, he had his knee scope. Start him either. Yep. Not fun. No, not at all. So probably not a good call to play him this week. <laughs> no. So next game up is Tennessee at Jacksonville. We'll see if Tennessee, if Jacksonville can keep their offensive fireworks going against a, a subpar Tennessee defense. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call BS on Jacksonville for last week and say that that was just a case of any given Sunday, and I'm I'm not Ooh. on board with uh, thinking that Chad Henney is all of a sudden going to make them an offensive juggernaut. But I think Tennessee has obviously picked up the pace a little bit. Chris Johnson looks like he's back to being the Chris Johnson that he was two or three years ago. And I'll I'll say that Tennessee wins this game fairly easily, even though Jacksonville is at home. I'll go Tennessee 28, Jacksonville 17. Um, I am very much on the hoping that Chad Henney is really going to make this team look like an NFL team, and I'm going to just keep riding that until I I get that nice reality check, which hopefully won't be this week. Um, Tennessee's defense will give up points, and I think that Chad Henney can work with uh, a kind of piece-together run game and and really make something happen. I think Jacksonville wins, and I think they win by by a touchdown. Um I'm talking about Tennessee, though, so <laughs> uh, I do still think... You talking about Jacksonville if you want to. No, it's of... okay. <laughs> it's All right. Um, but, again, it is Jacksonville, and we've preached this pretty much every week on the show. Whoever's playing Jacksonville, probably a good idea to go with their fantasy starters. Um, 
Jake Locker, really only second quarterback option. He needs to get his sea legs under him still. I was completely wrong about Chris Johnson going back to the Chris Johnson of weeks one through four when Jake Locker came back, and I'm I'm okay with being wrong about that. Uh, so definitely start him this week. I'm starting Kendall Wright, who Jake Locker seems to like. Nate Washington and Kenny Britt, both maybes for me. I like them kind of more as flex options. Just not sure who's going to get the ball. Don't start Damian Williams. I'm saying no to tight end Jared Cook this week. I just don't think there's enough there. No to the defense, but yes to the kicker, Rob Baronis. So for Tennessee, excuse me, for Jacksonville, maybe we should have switched on this one. For Jacksonville, I will go along with Jen on this and start quarterback Chad Henney this week against that terrible Tennessee pass defense. Wide receiver Justin Blackman seemed to have had a whole rookie season worth of yardage in one afternoon there. I think he had something mm-hmm. like 230 yards on seven catches last week, so he's a start for me this week as is people short. Tight end Mercedes Lewis is a good start. Uh, running back uh, um, uh, Jared Parmley is a is um, yeah I would say go ahead and start him I mean as a flex option this week wide receiver Morgan not Morgan Spurlock uh, Michael Spurlock Morgan <laughs> Spurlock the supersized me guy Michael Spurlock yeah. start him don't start Morgan Spurlock and uh, mm-hmm. don't bite Morgan Spurlock to uh, Thanksgiving dinner either. And the defense is also a good play this week. Running backs, uh, running back Rashad Jennings, don't start him. And kicker Josh Scobie, don't start him either. All right, I can live with that. All right. Now that we're clear on the difference between Morgan Spurlock and Michael Spurlock, why don't we go ahead and move on <laughs> to Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go... I don't know if you would say this is out on a limb because Tampa Bay has been playing pretty well the last few weeks, but I'm going to predict that they upset Atlanta here and I'll take Tampa Bay to win this game 30-24. to I'm actually going to agree with you on this. Uh, Tampa Bay has a pretty solid rush defense and Julio Jones is a little banged up. Matt Ryan's, he, he got a little roughed up. He didn't look so fly the last two weeks and I think Tampa Bay can steal one here. Um, that being said, I think there's still a healthy amount of points that are going to be scored on both sides of the ball. I'm still starting Matt Ryan. I'm starting Michael Turner, but I like him more as a running back, too. I He's going to have a tough day against this defense, but they're still going to have to run the ball. If they want any chance of winning this game, they have to run the ball. Say no to Jaquiz Rogers. Yes to Roddy White. Julio Jones, more of a flex option for me this week. He tweaked his ankle. It looks like even if he plays, it's going to be in a limited role. Um, even though Harry Douglas came in and got some targets after Jones got hurt last week, I just I don't think there's going to be enough there. I think tight end Tony Gonzalez is going to have a nice, nice day for you there. I'm saying no to the defense because, again, Tampa Bay is going to put points up, but yes to the kicker. So for Tampa Bay... Doug Martin seems to have established himself as the top running rookie running back this year. He start him. Start both the wide receivers, Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams. Tight end Dallas Clark is suddenly relevant again. Start him. Kicker Connor Barth is a good start this week because they're going to score a lot. Quarterback Josh Freeman is a good second quarterback option. I, I still think they're going to attack more through the on the ground than in the air. Wide receiver, wide receiver Taekwon Underwood, probable with a concussion, decent flex option this week. Defense, okay. Running back with Garrett Blunt, not okay. Keep him on the bench. Wide receiver really is Ben. Questionable with a shoulder injury. Keep him on the bench. All right. I, I think this will be an interesting game, interesting game to watch, for sure. Yeah, I, in spite of the fact that they only have one loss, I think you could make a fairly – strong case that Tampa Bay is, is the, actually the, the better team right now of the two, but let's say their their pass defense isn't very good, but other than that, that's that's a pretty good-looking team right now. That's very so, Let's move on to Seattle at Miami. I think this could easily be the lowest-scoring game of the day. I think Seattle scores only 21 points, but I think that's good enough to win this game. I'll say Seattle 26. 21, Miami 17. 
Um, I am agreeing with you it's going to be low scoring, but I definitely think Miami wins. I think they win by a touchdown. Um, but I I don't – this is going to be an interesting one. Fantasy-wise, Russell Wilson, only a second quarterback option for me this week. Um, Marshawn Lynch, I think you can start, even though Miami has a pretty decent defense. I think that they're going to have to run the ball. Um, Sidney Rice and Golden Tate, I think, are are interesting options. They're kind of lower-end wide receivers, higher-end flex players. Um, but stay away from Braylon Edwards and Doug Baldwin. Say no to tight end Zach Miller. He just never really got going out there. I am still starting the defense, like you said. Not a lot of points here, but not the kicker. For Miami, I would start running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Devon Bess in the defense. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill, second quarterback for me, running back Daniel Thomas, flex option, wide receiver Brian Hartline, flex option, tight end Anthony Fasano, flex option, and running backs Lamar Miller, bench, kicker Dan Carpenter, keep him on the bench as well. Okay. Moving right along, we have Denver, Kansas City. I don't know, this is a little bit off topic, but I think – Right now, if you look at the AFC, I would say that the Super Bowl team would almost certainly be one. The AFC Super Bowl representative would almost certainly be one of three teams. I would right now put Denver at number one, Houston at number two, and New England at number three. NFC at this point, I think it's anybody's game. I think those any of those – I think – any of those three AFC teams could beat anything that the NFC could put up at this point. Uh, who do you like at this point? I, it's really hard to go against what Denver's doing, and even losing their running back, it doesn't feel like they're really going to lose that much steam. Um, I just, it's hard to feel like anybody from the NFC is going to beat any of these AFC teams right now, just the way they look today. But I think this, the NFC is going to be one kind of how it is every year with whoever gets hot at the right time down the stretch. These next couple of weeks are going to be pretty decisive. I mean, you don't even know who's going to win a lot of these divisions. It's There's a lot, of, a lot more parity in the NFC than the AFC right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco, I guess you would have to look at them and say if they get their quarterback situation figured out that they That's probably have the best. yeah. But I think they they probably have the best balance team right now. Of course, as a homer, I'm hoping that the Giants will get their act together late in the season. But and I'm not believing in Atlanta yet. And Green Bay, you know, they might come on. Even Tampa Bay, I think, could be um, in contention before things mm-hmm. are, are figured out. But who knows? Maybe even New Orleans, if they can win for their last six games that should be you know good enough probably to get them into the playoffs with a nine and seven record but we'll see but Denver I'm just really impressed by them their first 10 games their schedule was just really brutal and somehow they came through that with a seven and three record they didn't only yeah they didn't only survive they actually thrived on in my mind what was the toughest schedule for the first 10 weeks in football and they're seven and three the schedule gets a lot easier starting this week with Kansas City. And I think right now, I, I think they're in the capital seat for for the AFC. If they can win four or five of their last six games, they should be able to have you know, home field with throughout the, the playoffs. Yeah. So getting back to the task at hand, though, this week's game, Denver's at Kansas City. I think they'll continue their winning ways. I don't think this game is close, especially with Kansas City's mess quarterback. I'll pick Denver to win this, 31-20. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's just it's just not fair. <laughs> uh, I think it, it's going to be not a very competitive game to watch. This used to be a, a nice little rivalry, but it's kind of fallen off the last few years. <laughs> Kansas City's um, going to have a top pick this year, and they're going to use it on – probably Matt Barkley or, or some other quarterback, but they, they desperately need a quarterback because nobody on their roster right now is cutting it. No, 
No. Let me think how uh, little they think of Ricky Stanzi. They haven't even blown mothballs off of him. I I want to see him play so bad. <laughs> well, he probably would play really badly if they gave him a Aww. chance. <laughs> you just love to crush my dreams about backup quarterbacks. It's, it's just yeah. terrible. Anyway, uh, for Denver, a lot of fantasy value. A lot of people I want to start. Uh, beginning with Peyton Manning. Absolutely starting him. Uh, I'm starting Ronnie Hillman, who is in for uh, Willis McGahee, who tore his MCL and is on IR, but can come back. So hopefully for the playoffs, he's back. But for now, I like Hillman this week. Uh, I like Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, definitely starting both of them. And uh, when it comes to Brandon Stokely, he's kind of a feaster family guy. It's You don't start him, and he's going to get a couple looks in the fourth quarter that may make you nuts. But you just have to live with that because I just don't think there's enough value. Again, you have everybody to pick from this week. There are no bye weeks. Um, I wouldn't start him unless you're in a really deep league as a flex player. I am going to start Jacob Tammy this week. I'm starting the defense. I'm starting the kicker. Maybe the towel and water guys. I don't know. Could get wild. Joel Dreesen? Uh, I'm gonna. I think Tammy's going to get the better of the week this week. I just I liked how he looked better last week, so I'm going with him. But Again, if you're really hurting for a tight end, Dreesen will still get some time. And do you think Lance Ball gets enough carries as a no. running back, or do you think Hillman's going to get the lion's share there? I think it's going to be all Hillman all the time. All right. For Kansas City, I'm going to start running back Jamal Charles, and he's the only one. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, questionable with a neck injury. Uh, Dexter McCluster, both of those guys are flex options for me, as is tight end Tony Moyaki. He's been playing a lot better recently, but he's questionable with a shoulder injury. So at this point of the week, for me, that means flex option. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks Brady Quinn and Matt Castle don't start either one of them. Running backs Sean Drone and Peyton Hillis, no and no. Wide receivers Jonathan Baldwin and Steve Breston don't start either of them. Baldwin's questionable with a neck injury. Kick a Ryan suck up, keep him nailed to the bench, and the defense shouldn't be started either because Peyton Manning is going to have yet another field day against a, <laughs> another awful, or not awful, but their mediocre defense. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So well, let's keep rolling. Onward and upward, Baltimore at San Diego. Baltimore, you think they got the monkey off their back by beating Pittsburgh last week, but I'm going to say that San Diego beats them this week, and I'll pick San Diego to win this game 24-21. I think Baltimore wins. Um, I just they're, t- they're just too good to be playing the way that they're playing. I think that they're – I just think they're going to be able to pull this out. I do agree it'll be a close game, and we're going to have to deal with the whole fire North Turner thing again, which is so annoying each week. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, I am, I like Joe Flacco, again, more as a very edge of uh, quarterback one, quarterback two. It's it's borderline for me. But I definitely want to start Ray Rice. I want to start Anquan Bolden, and I want to start Torrey Smith. I am saying no to Jacoby Jones, no to the tight ends. Uh, yes to defense, but no to the kicker. For San Diego, I would start quarterback Philip Rivers, running back Ryan Matthews, wide receiver Denario Alexander, tight end Anthony Gates in the defense, running back Ronnie Brown, wide receivers Robert Meacham and Malcolm Floyd. Those guys are flex options for me. Kicker Nick Novak, it's okay to start. Wide receiver Eddie Royal, questionable with a hamstring injury. Don't start him. Okay. So next up is San Francisco at New Orleans. This, I think, will also be a very entertaining game. New Orleans is hot now, but I think San Francisco's defense is a little bit too much, and I think that New Orleans doesn't play enough defense to win this game, so I'll take San Francisco to win the 30-24. to I think that New Orleans is going to pull this one out, um, I I think this will be this is one of the games I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, while I do think San Francisco's defense is is very good, I'm concerned about the whole quarterback situation. I, although I agree with you, I want to start whoever starts at quarterback for the 49ers, be it Colin Kaepernick or Alex Smith. 
Um, I don't think we can call it a quarterback controversy until somebody actually gets cleared for play. I'm looking at you, Alex Smith. But either way, I think it's a terrible defensive matchup for New Orleans' sake. So there are definitely points to be had. Um, I'm starting running back Frank Gore. I like Kendall Hunter as a flex option even. I think that they're kind of going to give New Orleans a little taste of their own medicine with multiple running backs. I like Michael Crabtree this week. But I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers, Manningham, Williams, Moss, that whole crew. Uh, definitely still starting the tight end. And I, I'm saying no to the defense. Even though they are a good defense, this is still New Orleans. Still capable of running a score up very quickly. Uh, I am starting kicker David Akers, though. For me, New Orleans, start quarterback Drew Brees, start wide receivers Marcus Colston and Lance Moore, tight end Jimmy Graham. Running backs, Mark Ingram and Chris Ivory, flex options for me. Kicker Garrett Hartley, okay this week. Running back Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles, who's probable with a hand injury. I'd say no to both of those and also no to New Orleans defense. Yeah, this is this could be a high-scoring affair. Yep, and if that's a game that you want to watch, the other late NFC game is probably not one you want to watch. Of course, I'm talking about <laughs> St. Louis at Arizona. And uh, yeah. Arizona, I think it's it's debatable whether the bigger mess at quarterback is in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, or Arizona this week, but I don't think it matters. I think all three of them are going to lose. Well, no, I take that back. I think Pittsburgh is going to win this week, but uh, I have to remember what I said five minutes ago. But <laughs> I'll go here with St. Louis to win this game fairly easily, even though they are on the road. I'll take, and they looked horrible against the Jets last week, but I'll take St. Louis to win this game 24-13. to 13. Uh, Yeah, this is this is not a game you want to watch. This is not, not a game must-see you TV for you? Watch. Uh, mm, no. <laughs> Gonna say no. Um, I guess St. Louis has to win this game. Um, I don't really know if either of these teams deserve to, but I think they have to. So I'm going to go with St. Louis. Um, Fantasy-wise, even though they're going to win, I'm still not excited about a lot of what is happening here. <laughs> um, Please tell me you're excited about their defense this week. Yes, yes. That is the one thing okay. we can agree on. Um, okay. But I think that Sam Bradford is only a second quarterback option. I like Steven Jackson better than Daryl Richardson, although I don't think either are putting up a ton of points. Love Danny Amendola, even though he's pretty much a human bruise at this point, and I imagine he just sleeps in like an ice bin. Um, staying away from the other wide receivers and the tight ends, I'm saying yes to defense, no to the kicker. I just don't think there's enough here that even though St. Louis is going to win a game, that you want to start their players over somebody on a team that may still lose and score points. For Arizona, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, I I say start him just because he's Larry Fitzgerald, but I don't really have any other good arguments for starting him. Running back, LaRod Stevens-Howling, flex option, wide receivers Andre Roberts and early Doucette, flex options, Doucette questionable with with injury. Tight end Rod Hausler is pretty much the only healthy tight end they have, which makes him a, a decent flex option. Defense is okay to start. Quarterback Ryan Lindley, no. Kevin Cobb, questionable with his rib injury. He's not playing. John Skelton's not playing. It's going to be Lindley, but whoever's their quarterback this week, the answer is no. Beanie <laughs> Wells, even if he does play, is a no for me. Wide receiver Michael Floyd is a no. Tight ends Jeff King and Todd Heaper both knows. King, probable with a knee injury. Heap, questionable with a knee injury. Kicker Jay Feely is a no. And uh, just say no to this whole game, I think. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of good advice, Green Bay at New York, Giants Sunday night. Giants have looked pretty atrocious the last couple weeks. They've come off a bye. historically they don't seem to do that well coming off a bye week, but Green Bay's pass defense is pretty rotten, and I think the Giants will get their act together this week and win a close game. I'll take the Giants to win this 31-27. Yeah, I don't know. I 
this is a game where these teams just they don't particularly enjoy playing each other. The Giants bounced Green Bay from the playoffs last year after Green Bay beat them in the regular season, and I don't I don't know. They just bring out another level in each other, and this is a Sunday night game I'm actually excited to watch. Um, unlike a lot of the last few, but I just I think Green Bay still pulls this out. I think that the Giants can shut down the run game for Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers is still going to pass forever on them. And I I think it'll be high scoring on both sides, but I I still think maybe it's I'm a little biased to to Aaron Rodgers, but I think they pull this out. Um, since I'm talking about the pass game so much, I'm obviously starting Aaron Rodgers, and I'm. The run, the running back situation, like you said, James Starks seems to be the the hot hand getting the lion's shares of the carries, but it's the Giants' defense. I think he's more of a flex option this week, um, and I would just say stay away from Alex Green. There's, he's a second, a distant second, and there's just not going to be enough points there. Wide receiver wise, start Cobb, start Jordy Nelson, start James Jones. Don't start Donald Driver. That's a little extreme. I'm even going to go ahead and start tight ends this week for Green Bay. Not the defense, not the kicker. Mason Crosby has been really suspect lately. Um, but it, it'll be a good game. For the Giants, quarterback Eli Manning, I think he gets his timing back with his receivers this week. Start him running back, Ahmad Bradshaw, probable with his foot problem this week. Probably probable because of question rather than questionable just because they had the bye week last week. Start him. Wide receivers, Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nicks, start those guys. Tight end, Martellus Bennett, start him. Kicker Lawrence Tynes, start him. Running back, Andre Brown, not a bad flex option. Maybe he vultures a TD. And the defense, also okay this week. Running back, David Wilson, no. Wide receivers, Dominic Hickson and Ramses Barden, no. Hickson's questionable with an ankle injury. Okay, I can live with that. So... Monday night game, to me, this one's a toss-up, Carolina at Philadelphia. I think both of these teams, either one of these teams could win. Its biggest wild card, of course, is what kind of quarterback play you're going to get from Philadelphia with Nick Foles. I'm going to flip the coin, and it's coming up on Carolina's side for me, but just barely, so I'll pick Carolina to win 28-27. I... I, I'm Nick Foles biased. I will admit that. I do hate Philadelphia, but I just don't think Carolina has enough to get it done. I think this will be really close. I think we're getting kind of a stinker of a Monday night game, but I don't know. I guess I'm in the giving spirit. I'll give Philly a win here. Um, I am still going to start Cam Newton because he can, even even though I don't like that he's a run-first quarterback, I think that between his legs and his arms, you'll get enough points for him to be your only quarterback this week. Um, again, stay away from D'Angelo Williams. Pretend he's not even a football player. He should not be on your fantasy team at this point. Jonathan Stewart, I like more as a flex option. I just don't know if there's going to be enough there. Um, Steve Smith, I'm starting. Brandon LaFell, I like a lot, although he may still be more of a flex option for me. Uh, tight end Greg Olson's a maybe. This is more in a deeper league or if you've got an injury at tight end. Uh, I am going to say yes to the defense, uh, no to the kicker. This, I don't, You're right, this could go either way. I think Carolina should come out and run the wishbone just to throw off Philadelphia. Mm, you never know. In honor of Thanksgiving, <laughs> we'll see. Philadelphia quarterback Nick Foles. I'm going to agree with Jen and start him this week. Wide receivers Deshaun Jackson, and I'll say Riley Cooper has a big game. He seems to have some some kind of chemistry with Nick Foles, probably from playing on the scout it's easy team. Easy to find him with all that flowing hair. Yes, tight end. Although somebody, I, I don't know if you can get a horse collar for pulling somebody down by their hair, but yeah, I'd like you to can. see that. You can. Okay. Tight end Brent Selleck, probable <laughs> with a concussion, but I would start him. Running back Bryce Brown, I think he's an interesting flex option this week. Wide receiver Jason Avant, questionable with a hamstring injury. Interesting flex option if he's healthy enough to play. Kicker Alex Henry is okay. The defense is okay. Running back with Sean McCoy, questionable with a concussion. I don't start him this week. Quarterback Michael Vick, it seems Highly unlikely he'll start or play with his concussion. Even if he does, I'd say no to him. And wide receiver Jeremy Macklin, 
seems to be healthy this week, but I'll just be a contrarian and say don't start him. <laughs> okay, well, we've come to the end of the show, and we want to remind you we'll be back next week on Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And you can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. You can find us on email at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, and at our personal Twitter accounts, Scott is Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and I am JKIM16. Thank you so much, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next week.